of April Gone the cruel cold Old man winter has departed Stories have been told It's another May Day come again Goodbye to the rains of April Another May Day come again And we dance around the Maypole listening to your community spirit and today is the first of may which is international workers of the world day right yes did i almost get that right <laughs> it is nothing in the united states right yeah well that's why i just did not i just tweeted and i said it's the real labor day because in the united states it used to be really big here but they didn't want the workers to organize so they made another labor day that wouldn't be the same as the international labor day Everybody else in other countries, they generally celebrate Labor Day today. Yeah, we're not part of the international community. Yeah. <laughs> so today's International Workers' Day. It's a day of remembering that we now have the ability to have a 40-hour work week and an eight-hour day, and uh, children aren't allowed to work. Yeah, no. children aren't working in the mines anymore. Uh, the labor movement, the people who brought you the weekend. Now, I was looking something up, and the word redneck <laughs> came from the miners who would wear red handkerchiefs versus the scabs who were wearing white handkerchiefs. So it used to be a good word. Yeah, a term of pride. <laughs> yeah, it was a term of – that's why rednecks still have a lot of pride. They might not realize it came from the miners organizing to try to you know, continue to not be killed in the mines. And yeah. 
I mean, you know, thousands and thousands of miners were killed in that process. Yeah, so. some of them even by the owners. <laughs> yeah, well, usually. <laughs> yeah, some of them were died in the mines from the working conditions. Others died at the hands of the owners. Well, so T- it took a lot of work to get rights for workers, and it's still an ongoing struggle. In happier news, <laughs> this is your community spirit. Yeah, and, and your community radio. And this is Ord Energy Mine. And this is Tree Song. And and today is also a holiday for spring too. May first is Beltane. It's a spring holiday. So in addition to celebrating the workers' rights, we celebrate the fact that it's nice and warm and sunny outside. Well, it's supposed to be 80 today. It's not n- warm. I mean, it was like, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like proper spring weather, cold at night and warm during the day. Yeah. So like, like I like it. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, we actually have a spring this year. Sometimes it's cold and then suddenly it's 80 degrees. It's just like, um, should we do our promo? Yeah, we didn't finish the promo, did we? We didn't even start it. <laughs> it it's are, are the you, end of the world. Yeah, it's the end of the world as we know it. Are you ready for the end of the world? <laughs> I think we should skip it. I mean, every once in a while. We've been saying it for 16 years. Yeah. Or I have. I think you've been saying it for 10. Yeah. Or maybe longer. That's longer. I forget exactly when I started with the show. Maybe 2002? Yeah, 2001, 2002. So over 10 years. Yeah. So. I remember it was that... When I lived in a house that no longer exists, it got torn down. Yeah, that was. There's a lot of houses that got torn down, and some of them like, like twelve houses got burned down in the last year. Yeah, and I don't think it's a conspiracy where they're like burning them down, you know, because they're crappy rental houses, <laughs> but they are crappy rental houses. Yeah, so they happen to burn down. <laughs> Just like yeah, so. The massive new online course that every client science denier should be very afraid of. Be afraid. Be very afraid. What's the best thing to show a climate change denier the error of their ways? (laughs) No, it's not your middle finger. (laughs) Not quite. A new online course answers this question for the masses. Hint? It's not lobbying an endless stream of scientific evidence that proves human-driven climate change. While this approach may be cathartic, cathartic meaning another word for boring, (laughs) telling those who refuse to accept climate change for political, cultural, or ideological reasons over and over and over and over and over and over and over that they're wrong is kind of ineffective and also very rude. Yeah. I mean, it feels good to you when you know something is a fact and you just... Repeat it to them, but they're not going to (laughs) listen. I mean, that's the thing is an opinion and a fact sometimes get welded together. Yeah. And you cannot change someone's opinion (laughs) very easily. There are sometimes, every once in a while, something happens to someone and their opinion changes. Yeah. But that means they're open-minded. Yeah, if they're open-minded. But usually just going to them and saying, you know what, you're wrong. (laughs) That usually doesn't work. No, that doesn't. Even, I mean, can can you think of it if someone said that to you and you knew 100% that this fact was correct. Yeah. And someone told you that you were wrong, you would immediately get all defensive and argumentative. Yeah. Even though you were in the right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, A lot of editorializing here for us, but... Hmm. This massive open online course called Making Sense of Climate Science Denial has more than 10,000 people 
from 150 countries signed up to find out not only how to confront climate science deniers more effectively, but the psychological and social drivers behind this denial. The seven-week curriculum, which commenced on April 28th, also includes responses to the most pervasive climate change denial myths and the insights into the underlying techniques these anti-science perpetuators most frequently employ. I wonder, I was signed up for this um, page called, I'll have to look it up now, Climate Dot. Climate Dot. <laughs> and it was, it was very fun when it first came out. Essentially, if someone had, you know, an opinion, you could find the answer to it on this web page. Oh, yeah. And then you could post it, and when you post it, you got points. <laughs> to You know, basically, you're, you're taking the, the actual knowledge, and you're posting it online, and you get points. It was like an online game. Oh, yeah. I saw that, too. I have to look that up. For some reason, I quit playing it. Yeah. I was doing so good, too. I was mean, that that one tied to the Climate Reality Project? Yes. Yeah. I, I just realized that that I quit playing. But I don't really play games. But it was kind of fun to, like, get different, I don't know, awards and badges and stuff for how much you interacted with. Yeah, with the climate deniers. I was going to say crazies, but... <laughs> um. It was on both sides because uh, there was some time, a lot of times that I was, you know, just propping up other people's stories. I mean, someone would say something and I'll be like, no, renewable energy isn't going to solve all the world's problems. It's not a silver bullet. It's mm. silver buckshot, you know, and yeah. it's just like, mm. you know, and I would still get a point for, you know, basically providing a link to um, – solid information yeah so that people can base their decisions on that information yeah and that's there's still time it did it did just start but there's still time to sign up for this i'm going to take this course and uh, you're the, welcome to too the course often referred to as denial 101x that's a lot nicer and shorter title <laughs> yeah includes interviews from 75 researchers from around the world and i mean it is interesting because 97% of the scientific community says there's no denying that climate change is caused by humans. Yeah. But it's not even it's like 50, it's not even 50/50. There are more people who like in the regular community that deny that climate change is happening and is caused by humans. Yeah. And it's it's really the in my mind the primary reason is it's too big. And we don't want to admit that we're causing it. I mean, part of it, we'd have to stop driving our cars. Yeah, if we admit we're causing it, then we admit that we have to work on the solutions. And a lot of people don't want to work on that. I like this idea of inoculation theory. It's basically the idea that you explain the fallacy employed by the myth. So instead of just saying, this is wrong, you say, well, actually, this is misleading because X, Y, Z. Like, instead of just arguing with them that they're wrong, you explain, well... Here's something true. They took a true piece of information and they distorted it in this way, and that's how they had this argument that's false. Yeah, because, I mean, if if you tell someone they're wrong, immediately they're not listening. Yeah, but if you tell them you're right about this one thing, but there's a false conclusion that you've drawn from that, that's a little bit more palatable. Yeah. So, yeah, so. it sounds like a really interesting course. We, I wonder if it will actually affect the amount of climate denial going on. So you're right that people shouldn't be denied their rights, hmm. but guns should be registered. 
<laughs> something <Sorry>. like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of a climate example, but you know, like, you know, like say, econo- people often disagree on the economic solutions. For example, it's like, you know, it's okay if we disagree on the economic solutions, but that doesn't mean the problem isn't happening. Someone has convinced you that you're scared of, you know, the government taking over everything, so you don't believe in climate change. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, whatever the government is or isn't doing, climate change is still happening. So we may as well act on it. Quit being logical. <laughs> Cut it out. Logical. Tesla sets out to sell millions of home battery packs in an effort to reshape the power grid. Hmm. Now, this is actually been news for a while. Yeah, but, but now it's official. It's official. They actually have a product... Yeah. That they're saying that um, that'll cost about $3,500. Yeah, and I actually stayed up late to watch Elon Musk's talk about this. He's actually, I was surprised, he's not a super polished public speaker. He was just like an ordinary guy talking about his ideas for how to change the grid. He was, you know, saying ums and throwing in little jokes there, and it was interesting. But big plans, very big plans here. Well, I mean, the biggest thing is is... Putting these batteries in actually doesn't mean you have to put in solar or anything. Basically, it just means um, you have a backup power system. Mm. And then here it really wouldn't – will probably take another 10 years for us to get it here because we don't have what we call peak energy usage. Yeah. In other parts of the world where they have shortage of electricity, they charge more during certain peak hours. Yeah. When people use more energy, they charge more. Which means, basically, you charge the batteries in off-peak, which is generally in the middle of the night. Electricity is two or three cents. In some cases, it's free. They want people to use energy at night because they can't turn the power plant off. Yeah, and it'll go to waste if they don't use it. Right. Well, I mean, it, it creates just, problems if they've got all this energy. Right. If they have this energy and it's, like, backed up, they can't. it has to be used. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, Basically, you could charge the batteries at night. I have actually designed systems like this where basically it's just an inverter and a battery, and it charges the batteries at night, and then you operate the home during the day during the peak energy usage, and it offsets that peak. Yeah. So a lot of businesses do this already because, you know, increased demand, they're only allowed. I mean, pretty much all businesses, I think, are on peak demand now. Yeah, because I, I think, yeah, the article was saying, I think businesses in general, even if the whole state isn't on that for customers, it's for businesses, it's on that. So the businesses will find the business application of this useful, it sounds like. I was impressed, too. They did the whole open source thing again, where, like, other companies are allowed to copy their their design if they want to. It doesn't mention that in the article, but he said it in the speech. And, I mean, the suggested retail price is about $3,500. So for a lot of people, that might seem, you know, out of your reach. But, of course, you know, you can finance it. But you plop in a $3,500 piece of equipment, people buy a generator that costs $1,000 for backup power. Yeah. I mean... Um, and if you work this into financing for a solar system, for example, then it really doesn't seem like as big of a deal. Correct. It's very interesting for me because all the solar systems I used to install all had batteries Yeah. until 2007. Since 2007, pretty much all the solar systems I install don't have batteries. I mean, for a grid-tie system, the only purpose of batteries is backup power. Yeah. 
And so if you trust the power company, you don't need batteries. But now here's a way of using batteries for another purpose besides backup power, which is you buy the electricity cheap at night and then you use it during the day when electricity is more expensive. Yeah. So, and they're, the idea they're going to do that with the cars too. You charge the cars at night and then you can program the car. You're like, today I'm not going to drive. So then you can run your house off your electric car. Yeah. If you you basically tell your car, you know, I plan to drive this many miles so it keeps that much energy in the car. Or, you know, you charge it at home at night when it's really cheap. Then you use it in the morning and then you just have just enough energy in the car to make it to work. And then you steal electricity from work, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, I don't know. So there's lots of options. It was fun, too, in the speech where he he showed them the batteries over there and then he... You know, he announced that, oh, we've been powering this whole event by solar power from the roof that was channeled into these batteries. And, uh, you know, he was being a showman about that. Because at first they, he said, like, oh, let's go over here and we'll switch over to battery power. And then he shows the batteries and it shows the grid power is at zero and the battery power is what they're actually using. <laughs> He's like, well, look, we're already using battery power. He's like, oops. <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize it. No. So. Yeah. And it, it was a good speech because, I mean, even though the batteries themselves can be used for any power source he was really pushing the solar idea like using it as a transition away from fossil fuels well i would disagree i mean you don't need the batteries at all if you add batteries you actually produce less solar because batteries take you're transferring electrical energy to chemical energy and back to electrical energy and in that process you lose 20 to 25 percent of your energy yeah. So if you're trying to offset pollution and coal, don't have a battery system. <laughs> the only purpose of the battery system is, what do you call it, now is a backup power system. Mm. But if you're paying peak, you can use the batteries and the solar to offset. But again, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're spinning it. Because mm. the batteries... Yeah, I mean, it It won't offset. It will. Well, actually, I take that back. Hmm. If at night, so you produce the solar during the yeah, day. Yeah, if you produce the solar during the day and then you run it off of the battery at night. Right, then hmm. you're offsetting more coal. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. So, all right. It's, I mean, again, there's no silver bullet. Yeah. It all goes together. I mean, there's a little, you need a little of everything, so... So this next story, it's a reminder of why we're working on uh, different energy sources. 75% of the world's extremely hot days can be attributed to climate change. Oh, come on. 25% 25% has nothing to do with climate change. That's what everybody's going to jump on. It's yeah. like, it's not a, we're not causing all climate change completely. Yeah. Basically, you know, if it's a hot day, you roll a die. And, you know, depending on what you roll, you could say, was that climate change or not? Well, 75% is kind of a high number. It is. It means more often than not, if it's a super hot day, that was because of climate change. Thanks, climate change. So why, why are you thinking climate change? It's humans. You're <laughs> yeah, supposed humans. to thank humans thanks for humans. warming up the planet. Yeah, thanks, fossil fuels. So climate change is already contributing to heat waves and torrential downpours. A new study has confirmed. And these types of extreme events will only worsen as the world continues to warm. 
study published Monday in the journal Nature Climate Change. We're on top of the news, Monday. Oh, yeah. Monday. <laughs> We've got news from yesterday and Monday. And this is a journal, so it's not like, you know, journals are like once a month. So yeah. we're on top of it to talk about it right now. We're on the ball. So. Yeah. 75% of the planet's moderate daily hot extremes can be tied to climate change. This means that heat events that in a world without climate change would occur in one out of every thousand days now occur four or five out of every thousand days. So, yeah, the percentage of extreme precipitation events since the Industrial Revolution that can be linked to climate change is a little lower. It's 18%. So when there's a super do- hard downpour, it's only a little bit of the time because of climate change. But still, I mean, th- think about this for a minute. The ways we've altered our climate and the effects it has on us. Uh, I do like the fact, here's a quote about it, this new study helps get the actual probability or odds of human influence. University of Arizona climate scientist Jonathan Overpeck said, This is key. If you don't like hot temperature extremes that we're getting, you now know how you can reduce the odds of such events by reducing greenhouse gas emissions. So the numbers, whatever the exact number is, it helps people to have a, a visual for it of like, if you say this might be affecting our weather, people will say, oh, whatever, that's no big deal. But if you say 75% of the hottest days are due to climate change, people will be like, whoa, we need to do something about that. I don't want it to be 110 degrees today. I I think you have your head in the clouds of hot air. (laughs) You don't think people will actually listen? Well, I mean, whatever percentage, I don't think so. I mean, you're telling us that we have to stop driving our cars and, you know, have a more um, simple life. Hmm. We're Americans. We want to be extravagant. Yeah, if the days get hotter, we just turn up the air conditioning. (laughs) It's just like that'll be a perpetual loop. Yeah. (laughs) Use more air conditioning, pollute more, causes it to be hotter. We have to turn up the air conditioning more. Yeah. (laughs) Wait a second. Breaking news. California governor issues North America's most aggressive climate goal. That's right. On Wednesday, four-term California Governor Jerry Brown issued an executive order that aims to reduce California's greenhouse gas emissions by 40 percent below 1990 levels by 2030. Brown called it the most aggressive greenhouse gas. Yeah. What is GH? uh, Yeah, greenhouse gas. Target by any North American government to date. Yeah. North American government to date. So it's not just the U.S., it's tougher than canada too well you, you just tougher than canada of course <laughs> just like canada is like actually they do stuff but they're literally quiet about it yeah they might have stuff there and we just don't know about it because they don't brag yeah under brown's guidance california has made ambitious steps to confront climate change which of course has contributed to the state's current water woos not the ambitious steps yeah. The climate, <laughs> climate change. change. <laughs> yeah. But this is his boldest gambit yet. His carbon reduction target is even more aggressive than the Obama administration's, which aims to cut carbon emissions by 28% below 2005 levels by 2030. According to the announcement, California's planned reduction falls between the state's 2020 goal and a long-term 2050 goal. It also falls in the line with the goal of limiting global warming to below 20, two, excuse me, 
I almost said 20. <laughs> Two degrees Celsius. <laughs> well, we might end up with 20 degrees Celsius <laughs> at this rate. So, so, yeah. The announcement comes, of course, as California is being devastated by another year of drought and water supplies are in especially short supply. Yeah. Climate models predict this will become the new normal for the state. In March, Brown and state lawmakers passed a $1 billion emergency drought relief plan, the second such effort in as many years. Brown has also said he wants California to use 50% renewables by 2030. Yeah. So if you would like to receive, I've probably read like a quarter of the article. If you would like to receive the detailed article, please send us an email, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Yeah. Now, we're almost out of time here, but let's get to some of these happenings. Well, let's see if they're right. Mayday, the holiday, Mayday, Beltane is today. Save the Rhino Day. I know we're down to, like, the last five of a certain species of rhino. Yeah. I think it was the white rhino. And all of them, in general, are still pretty endangered. Today is International Tuba Day and Space Day. <laughs> yes, and coming up Saturday is Baby Day and Brothers and Sisters Day. Sunday is World Press Freedom Day. We need one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Monday is National Candied... Oops, I can't see Yeah, it. Candied Orange Peel Day. And Monday is also Star Wars Day because it's May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Monday is also Renewal Day. Yeah. Tuesday is Cinco de Mayo. And it's also National Teacher's Day. Wednesday is National Tourist Appreciation Day. National Nurses Day and No Diet Day. That's every day for me. <laughs> Just like. And Thursday is National Tourism Day. It is May. May is National Bike Month, National Blood Pressure Month, and what's another good one? Date Your Mate Month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And National Salad Month. All right. Some happenings. Cousin Andy's Coffee House presents Dana Cooper tonight. <laughs> 8 p.m. at the Yellow Moon Cafe. Music begins at 8 p.m. Dana's work consists of beautiful song poems built on complex melodies. Cousin Andy's Coffee House, tonight at 8 p.m. Sounds good. Also coming up, we have the IDOT listening tour. That's e Every time I see IDOT, I think idiot. There's no <laughs> way. I cannot. Yeah, it's. it's I D O T. There's. Yeah. I, like. Well, it looks like I put the happenings out of order, but <laughs> the, the <laughs> Illinois Department of Transportation listening tour. It's like. It's coming up on Tuesday at 1 p.m. at Carbondale Civic Center. Now, this tour, it's the, uh, the acting Illinois Transportation Secretary, Randy Blankenhorn, in, is going around and listening to people about their thoughts on transportation. I mean, it's it's just an informal public meeting. There's no real agenda. It's just like, what do you think? Yeah. I wonder, will there be a lot of yelling? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It'll probably be entertaining. Yeah. But like, so for example, you know, if you've really got a concern for public transportation, that's something you can mention to the Illinois Department of Transportation. It's coming up on Tuesday at 1 p.m. at the Carbondale Civic Center. So it's a statewide conversation that lays the groundwork for a realistic, sustainable plan for bringing our infrastructure into the 21st century. Yeah. And if you would like, there's also a survey you could fill out if you don't aren't going to make it. Send us an email, info at your community spirit, and I will send it to you. 
The Carbon Note Community Farmer's Market is taking a break until May 16th. This is the farmer's market at the east side of town at the high school. Yeah, they're going on a little spring break vacation. And coming up, we also have the Peace and Justice Vigil coming up on Saturday. This time it is the International Workers' Day theme. It's coming up on Saturday from noon to 1 p.m. at the Carbondale Town Square Pavilion over there on the corner of Illinois and Maine. So members and friends of the Peace Coalition are invited to the vigil. Uh, This month's theme is uh, in honor of May Day, supporting working people and labor rights for May Day. Uh, just Paul just had a good show about May Day, and we talked about it. It's everybody's talking about May Day, <laughs> so you can show up at the vigil on Saturday, noon to one p.m. to show your support for workers, workers' rights, and for the peace vigil. Speaking of rights, just came in rally against budget cuts May sixth, twelve to two p.m. on the lawn in front of Morris Library. Speak out against the irresponsible budget cuts. Come out and share your voice. The proposed budget would cut $44 million from SIU. Um, I don't think that works for anybody. Yeah, I mean, I don't know SIU's exact budget, but that is a huge cut to education. So that is May 6th, 12 to 2 p.m. on the lawn in front of the Morris Library. Speakers include former Lieutenant Governor Sheila Simon, Carbondale Mayor Mike Henry, and labor and student leaders. Again, May 6th, 12 to 2 p.m. on the lawn in front of Morris Library. Yeah. Maybe your honor needs to come down for a listening session about education. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, we've also got the, the Brown Bay Concert Series coming up on Wednesday at noon to 1 p.m. at the Town Square Pavilion. They just started, so this is the first in the series for, like, at least eight weeks. So every Wednesday at noon, yeah, there will be that. Tuesday at f- May 5th at 8 p.m., Transpoetic Playground at the Guy House Interface Center. Yeah. And then also starting next week will be the Friday Night Fairs. So mark your calendar for Wednesdays at noon and then Fridays at 6 p.m. for music downtown. Downtown on the town square. All right. All right. We'll see you here next week on the radio.